0: Good morning. Would you guys turn in your Bibles to Judges chapter six? I want to reference a couple other passages before we get there, but Judges chapter six is where we're going to land, talking about a, a gentleman named Gideon. And uh, today we're going to start a series, and it's a three-part series. The Spirit of God really woke me up with, and it's kind of I'm living I'm living out this very series myself. And it's gonna start with the idea of how do we allow God to lead our life? Um, Recently, my wife and I were heading to Chicago. Uh, We went to go see our kids. We have my daughter Nina and my son-in-law John and our grandkids Elijah and Olivia. Well, Olivia is um, my granddaughter and she's struggling uh, just with some new behavioral issues with sleeping. I was obviously right before bed. We, we were actually able to witness that struggle. And my kids even said, dad, you can come down and let's pray about this. And so we did. Well, the reason I, um, I want to talk about this is because many times in our life, what we do is we we want God's promises. And maybe we'll read something or we'll Um, hear somebody whether it's someone else speaking and we uh, we think that automatically uh, that good things can happen in our life if we're just being good people and today I want to talk about in this series it starts out with acknowledgement the first place in your walk that God wants you to do in every aspect of your life is acknowledgement so if it's marriage let's just say that you're going to be getting married that the first place you should be doing is going, God, how, how do I acknowledge you in marriage? What does that mean? And then, or if maybe it's your finances. I, I know that there's a lot of people that are struggling in finances. Um, I wouldn't look to the stock market as of this week. I, wouldn't, I would not do that. I would wait for God's lead. Amen? And uh, so many times we go, well, I should have done this and I should have done that. No, what you should do is listen to God. I can tell you that right before the stock market crashed, and, the, and my wife and I listened to God, prayed about it, we actually had a, a person try to lead us in, in an area to actually remortgage our house and take all the money out of it and invest it. If we would have done that, we would have been so upside down today, but we chose to get in prayer and listen to God. God leads us. He is the acknowledgement. He is our prosperity. He is our future. And then next week we're going to be talking about his ownership. Because so many Christians live from here. But let me just tell you something. God doesn't look at this. He's waiting for you to get it from here to here. And it took the Israelites 40 years to do that. And a lot of times it takes a long time to get something from here to here. But let me tell you something is not powerful in the kingdom of God until it's here. Until it's spoken from here. And we're going to talk about how Gideon had something going on in here. And many times Gideon gets a really bad rap because he's out hiding and and God calls him out. But God noticed something in Gideon. He noticed, and we talked about, about a few months ago, about enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Gideon was in that space. He was in a place where he knew God. He acknowledged God. And to the very point, he goes, you know what, God, I know who you are but my circumstances just are not at all like me knowing who you are. And I'm a little bit confused. I'm a little perplexed, and I'm a little frustrated over it. He was having What he was doing is he was going from here to here. He wasn't all here yet. In fact, God literally met with him personally. And I believe that's so important for ownership. I believe that nothing happens that God wants it until you're in the presence of God. Recently, we were on our way to Chicago and and there's um, a lady that in fact, from our house who's just went on to be with the Lord. She's in a good place, Amen. And but it was a struggle, and it still is a struggle for the family. And you know, and, and what happens a lot of times now, sharing this with the elders, sometimes we 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 face tough circumstances, and we start praying from here, and then nothing happens, because it's not supposed to. You're supposed to get in time with God and get the presence. In fact, I was sharing, my wife was in that space in our car and she's praying. And I go, honey, I said, did you really feel that prayer? Because I didn't. And when I say feeling, I'm not talking about from here. Everything that she prayed, I acknowledge and I long and I want, I go, yes, I want that to happen from this area. But my heart couldn't engage it because my heart wasn't there. My heart didn't and, and let me just tell you something we need to pray from our hearts from our spirit that we need to breathe out the presence of God Psalm 16 talks about in his presence is fullness but well, what does that mean to you it without his presence is emptiness that means your prayer is empty, your situation is empty. Without his presence, it's going to be empty. Moses said, God, unless you go, I'm not going anywhere. And so what happens a lot of times in my prayer closet, when I'm feeling stressed or I'm feeling anxiety or I'm feeling areas in my life that are just unraveling, I'm not going to pray, oh God, I want this to happen. Oh God, I hope this is going to happen. I'm going to get in his presence. And I'm going to find his presence. And I may not get an answer yet, but in His presence is a fullness that until I get that answer, I still have rest in Him. I still have hope in Him. So today's message is first and foremost is acknowledgement. Everybody say acknowledge. Because in the Bible says, until you know what. In fact, I'm, I'm going to share with you today in a, a passage in Hosea 5:15. It says, God says, until you acknowledge it, until you acknowledge who I am, I'm going to sit on my throne and I'm not helping. That's a spiritual law. That's why so many people, and like Pastor Ron, I'm one of those guys that I'm always running everywhere. In fact, I got a friend that brought in my my, uh, planner. (laughs) I lost my planner a week ago. You know, and I tell you this whole story about losing my wallet, and then it's not even a couple days later, I'm losing my planner. I'm like, ah! God, what did you make me, you know, and fix this dude, you know, and, and so anyway, I didn't even want to tell you the story because I got so frustrated, I didn't think the my wife and I were in the car and we're driving all over the place because I thought I threw it on my, on, my, on my roof of my car and I thought I must have lost it driving, you know, driving in, and so we're driving back and forth and, and we're realizing, well, the snow's melting, it's probably going to show up. You know, we, we, right before, and we're, I mean, back and forth, we're going and back and forth. I I feel so bad for her. Anyway, so we're going, (laughs) and so we're, uh, you know, we're going and trying to find this, this, this folder, and it's actually, and it went to this guy's cottage, and we did devotions really early in the morning, and, and I had left it there. And so I would even called, and they didn't know it was there. But bottom line is, is that the folder's back. So I'm so thankful that God makes up the difference for my messiness. I acknowledge that God, and let me tell you something, there's nothing I work harder at. I get so mad at myself for doing that stuff. Anybody ever get mad at yourself for being this, doing the same dumb thing over and over and over and over? And yet the harder I try, it just doesn't seem to change in areas. Doesn't seem to change in areas, all right? Today, I wanna talk about acknowledging. I'm going, I have tried my own strength because I feel this is one of those areas I go, I'm not gonna bother God with this dumb thing in my life. Guess what? I'm gonna bother God with this dumb thing in my life because I realize I am 59 years old and I haven't fixed it yet. How long does it gonna take before I realize I need God, amen? I need God in this thing. So, everybody say acknowledge. All right. I'm going to give you a couple passages, and I hopefully you'll write these things down, because they'll help you in understanding what this message and how it starts. Because next week's message about ownership isn't going to matter until you get this week's message of acknowledgement. Okay? Second Corinthians 2.14 says this, Now thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph. We're not going to have triumph unless we're being led by God. Thanks be to God who always leads us into triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. The reason God wants you to win in your marriage is so that people in your workplace can see God still cares about marriage. The reason God wants to win in prosperity of your business is so that God, the people in the world can smell the fragrance of God's hands in your business. The reason God wants you to win as being a parent is so that God can see the fragrance of God's hand on parenting. That we should ha- be different than the world. That we should be showing the world how great our God is. Is God not great? Amen? And it should not just be in Sunday morning services because see, if I was an unbeliever and I showed up in this church today, I would be wanting to see, does it work Monday? Because otherwise I'm not gonna take the time out of my busy week when I'm already working six days a week to come and take another day of my life to come in and sit in a service like this if there's not gonna be any power in it. And that's the real world out there because what's happening is, is that real world out there doesn't see the power diffused in their life because what happens is we're not acknowledging God. This morning I, was, I met with a young lady, beautiful. She goes, did you know my dad? I go, uh, yeah, uh, yes. my dad's Mike Williams. He's playing the drums. I go, well, that's cute, honey. She says, no, my dad is playing the drums. You need to know who my dad is you know what hit me this morning I went I wonder if we talked about our daddy in heaven like that he says, you know what I know what I told Mike I says I says live it up buddy I says because they grow out of it <laughs> you know what I'm saying they grow out of it it isn't it doesn't take very long for them to realize that dad isn't heroic in every area of their life well the point is is that I thought man what if we were bragging about God in the workplace like that do you know my daddy do you know what my dad did in my marriage? You know what my dad did in my business. You know what my dad did in my health. You know what my dad did in this situation. You know what my dad did. God wants to release. So the point that God wants to do something great in your life is so that you diffuse how great He is in your world. Romans eight twenty eight. A passage a lot of us know, and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. So which means when God is leading, he's going to work the good things out in your life. So point number one, if you're in the notes, victory in God begins with letting God lead. It doesn't happen without letting God lead. Lead in your marriage. Lead in your finances. Lead in your health. Lead in your your you know right now I'm not sleeping so I haven't even talked about God with that but I'm going to say God I need to sleep and so I'm going to say Father I don't know what this is I know that they they say that older men are, are you know struggle with sleeping I I know I'm getting in that space of being older but I'm God, you know what that may be the case of every other person on planet Earth but Your ways inside me in You I can have fullness so I need to seek Your presence in this area of sleep. I don't mind if God wakes me up with a scripture, but I mind waking up for anything else. Amen? I don't have a dog. I don't have any kids running around the house. There's no other reason to wake up other than just going over there. It's getting in the middle of my rest, and I'd like to be rested so I can live a full day. Number two, following God begins with acknowledgement. Ever say acknowledgement. You got to begin understanding which here's the thing that the lord gave me He says you won't worship what you don't acknowledge or another way of saying is you're acknowledging yourself until you surrender yourself alcoholic we know this they talk about the thirst 13 what's the first step acknowledgement everything it's a spiritual law people of god Acknowledgement is a spiritual law. Proverbs 3, 6 and 7 says in all your ways, know and acknowledge and recognize him. In all your ways, know, acknowledge and recognize him, and he will make your path straight. Which means if I don't know and I don't acknowledge, I don't surrender and recognize him, he's not gonna direct my path. So if you're struggling with direction from God, I would start with, where are you? I got my elders down, right? I would struggle. I said, what's the first thing you're supposed to do? Acknowledge. Acknowledge. So if you're struggling with direction, for instance, I'm struggling in my sleep. So the first thing I need to do is go, God is my rest. God is my sleep. I need to begin with acknowledgement. And next week we're going to talk about ownership. All right? And it says, do not be wise, verse seven, in your own eyes. Fear the Lord with reverent awe and obedience and turn entirely away from evil. Jesus himself. Here's God. Now, if if acknowledgement isn't important, then why would God, through his inspired truth, take a moment in his scripture and acknowledge Jesus? God himself acknowledges his son in this passage. Philippians 2, 9. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him. Jesus and given him the name above every name, that all at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and those underneath the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. So here we have God the Father acknowledging Jesus. Number three, I already talked about spiritual law of acknowledgement. It is a spiritual law. What happens when you defy the law of gravity? you are going to get hurt, okay? You are going to get hurt. These laws God has put in place for your safety, for your understanding. This law, this spiritual law, is God says, look, you can beg, you can squawk, you can, you can, you can go over there and hope, and you can struggle all you want, but until you, say it with me, acknowledge me, I'm not gonna step in. How many of you want God to step into parts of your life? Okay. Until you acknowledge it, it won't happen. Hosea 5.15, please write it down. I will go away, God talking, and return to my place on high until they, say it with me, acknowledge their offense and bear their guilt and seek my face. In their distress, they will earnestly seek me. So God's saying, look, I'm going to sit on my throne. I'm going to wait for their acknowledgement. Oh, They want help. They see me, not just because they're having a bad situation. They recognize I'm their portion. They recognize I'm the way through this. They recognize my strength. They recognize their weakness and they acknowledge that I am all that they need me to be in that area. I'll engage in that situation. That's where it starts. By the way, that's not where you get all your answers. Tune in next week about ownership because let me tell you something, God doesn't listen to what's going on in your head. Thank God he doesn't listen to what everything's going on in my head, all right? He listens. He goes, Ron, get it in your heart. Get it in your spirit, man, okay? Judges chapter 6, Gideon, verse 1. The Israelites did evil in the Lord's sight, so the Lord handed them over to the Midianites for seven years. The Midianites were so cruel that the Israelites made hiding places for themselves in the mountains, the caves, and the strongholds. "'Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, "'the marauders from Midian, Amalek, "'and the people of the east would attack Israel, "'camping in the land and destroying crops "'as far as away as Gaza. "'They left the Israelites with nothing to eat, "'taking all the sheep, goats, cattle, donkeys. "'These enemy hordes, coming with their livestock and tents, "'were as thick as locusts. "'They arrived on droves of camels too numerous to count, "'and they stayed until the land was stripped bare. "'So Israel was reduced to starvation by the Midianites.' Then the Israelites cried out to the Lord for help. When they cried out to the Lord because of Midian, the Lord sent a prophet to the Israelites. He said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says I brought you out of slavery in Egypt. I rescued you from the Egyptians and from all who oppressed you. I drove you out, your enemies, and gave you this land. I told you, I am the Lord your God. You must not worship the gods of the Amorites, in whose land you now live. But you have not listened. Then the angel of the Lord came and sat beneath the great tree, Oprah, which belonged to Joash, the, the clan of Ebezer. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat at the bottom of a winepress to hide the grain from the Midianites. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Sir Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us. Now, listen to this. If the, here's Gideon's heart. Here's Gideon speaking. Picture what he acknowledges here. Okay, This is why God picked Gideon. Because Gideon acknowledged God. Even though he's got questions, God's not afraid of your questions. Many times in your questions, it's stirring up acknowledgement. It does not mean ownership. It does not mean faith yet. It's stirring up your thoughts. If the Lord is with us, Gideon says, why has all this happened? Why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength that you have, Gideon, and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. So a little little history um, for you guys is the Midianites says that they would come in and they would just literally ravage the land. Take everything that Israelites had ever worked for. So if you can imagine, let's just say that you worked for three months for a paycheck, right? And then you knew payday was coming, and somebody came and took your payday. That's what it would be like. You work for three months, and you come, and then every time, then this next three months you work, and they don't, you know what, and they don't show up and they take your payday. How long could you live? Well, here's the thing is that these people are crying out to God because of their situation. God isn't listening to cries as much as he's listening to, say it with me, acknowledgement. He listens to acknowledgement. And so here's the people of Israel crying out. He sends a prophet and he says, look, you guys have been worshiping every other God. Well, what does worship mean? Worship means you're acknowledging other gods. That's what they were doing. So you're acknowledging other gods. How are they helping you? Well, they're not. So through their hardships, through the thing, they're listening to a cry, say, God, please show up. Please show up. And God goes, I'm not going to show up with all the other gods. I'm going to sit on my throne until you acknowledge me. And God comes back to that space and finds Gideon. This is what I love. Through all the people, Gideon is in a wine press. He's hiding. What what this means is, is in those Bible days, what they would do is they would have these walls, and you'd have to walk down like a staircase. So imagine like an eight-foot uh, kind of barrier, barricade, and they throw this weed in there, and you just kind of walk around and tread it. And so, can you can you imagine what Gideon's thinking and talking? Where's Daddy and Grandpa talk about this, and Great Grandpa talk about how great God is? Whatever. You want over there and then, just, I, I, and yet he's struggling with this because he's thinking about it, and then he's thinking about, oh man, they, they we this land. Is so beautiful. And yet we can't even, I'm I'm hiding in it. I'm sitting here waiting because we have all these beautiful crops and then these Midianites, they come and take it all. And then, you know, and he's he's walking, but yet God, I I know that you're you're still God because I see what's in front of us. I recognize your greatness and he keeps treading it out and treading it out. And here comes this angel Lord, which most of us, most scholars believe is Jesus. And, and sitting, you know, right there in his space and probably looking down and, 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 and he recognized what's going on inside of Gideon. Because see, Gideon has an acknowledgement. I'm not sure if anybody else did, but Gideon did. Because what did Gideon say? Where are you, God? The God of, you know, the past. The God who rescued. The God of power. The God of miracles. Where is that? He's not denying it. He's doing what? Acknowledging it. He has it all up here. That's where God starts. I'm going to say it again. That's where God starts, is in that space of acknowledgement. And many people don't understand. They're going over there, and they're just whining and complaining about their circumstances. But you need to come into that place of God. You're bigger than this. I'm not living in that bigness, but you are bigger than this. And I acknowledge how big you are. I understand, Lord, to my understanding, I understand this is not your best. Number four, your circumstances can make you look for God. My sleepless nights are going to make me look for God to be the God of my rest. Psalm 16 says this, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope, for you will not leave, me in the, leave my soul in Sheol, which is like hell. God, you're not going to let my mind and my thoughts stay in this hellish situation. Nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life in your presence Is my fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Judges 6.13 says, Sir Gideon replied, I, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. Why did God pick? Why did God see Gideon? Because he did what? Say it with me. Acknowledged. Because he Acknowledged. This is why. This is why God begins. This is where you need whatever area of your life that you are struggling with. The area or even any area that you're not struggling with. You want even more of God. The more you get, the more you understand, the more God you want, you have to understand. It all comes through acknowledgement. You know, if you don't see it that way, look at what Satan tries to get you to do. He tries to get you to doubt. Well, what is doubt? Is where you take the place and go, God doesn't care. That's not who God is. Where you take God off the throne of your heart. Where you don't see how great God is. That's exactly what Satan did to Adam and Eve. Oh, if that's not what God's will is. That's not God's plan. Acknowledgement of God's greatness is the first step of Worship. I know that Pastor Jenna is trying to help us. In fact, we're going to be singing a song in a couple minutes about the Waymaker. The Lord, on the way in here, he says, We need to sing this song. Because what this song is all about is acknowledgement who God is in our life. And to begin to worship, which means the beginning of all worship comes with acknowledgement. And, and what we're going to be talking about next week more about is, is how do we get it from here. You know the hardest thing is the longest travel for anybody is from here to here. From here to here. You say, well, Pastor, what are you talking about? Talk about forgiveness. You can literally think about forgiveness, but you know how hard it is to get it in here? Or hope, when all of a sudden you're in a situation that's bleak and dismal, and you're trying to grab hold on a hope, and it's, it, you're here, it's right here, but you just can't seem to grab it here. But let me tell you something: it, until it's here, what does God look at? God looks at the heart. He's waiting for you to bring that acknowledgement, and we're going to be talking about this next week into ownership. Where this is all you are. He is the all of that space in your life. And that takes time. It takes times. Sometimes it will take months for that to happen. 1 John 4, 4 says, But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people. Because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Acknowledgement. God's greatness is inside of you. Acknowledge it, Philippians two thirteen. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Judges six fourteen through sixteen. Our passage about Gideon. Then the Lord turned to Gideon, go with the strength that you have, and rescue Israel from the Midianites. Gideon responds, but Lord, Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh, and I am the least of my entire family. Verse 16, the Lord said to him, I will be with you, and you will destroy the Midianites. Guess where that acknowledgement is? In his presence is fullness. The angel of the Lord was speaking to Gideon. He says, I will be with you. He was trying to get, look at Gideon, you've been, you've been talking, you've been thinking, you've been meditating on, you've been treading out in, your, in the space of your thoughts that I'm a great God, and where is that great God? That's a good place to be, Gideon, but that's not where you leave it. You go from acknowledgement, we're going to talk about it next week, you go to ownership. Gideon, great am I in the space of your thoughts, but they can't land only here. They've gotta move from here to here. Go in the strength that you have, Gideon. Recognize I will be that fullness. I'm going with you. The reason we have the altar call, every service, not just for people getting saved, the reason we have a worship service here is not so that we can have more songs that you can sing is so that you begin to taste the presence of God in your life. See, that's what you should be looking for in your prayer time. More than getting answers, you should be longing for the presence of God in your life. And from that presence, then begin to pray. So what I do in my life, in my prayer life, is this. I will seek the presence first which I believe is the way Jesus taught us, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I wanna be in the presence of Almighty God, take the space of recognizing to worship him in that and then begin to declare his design for my life. And you know what, sometimes it's quick and sometimes like when my wife and I were in the car, on the way, and thinking about Jackie, and we're broke, we're confused, we have misunderstandings going on. It took us a good 15, 20 minutes in that car just to pray God's presence in our car, because there was brokenness, there was hurt, there was confusion, but then through that presence, we were able to pray with clarity. But most of us, what we'll do is we'll just, we'll just pray a thoughtful prayer without getting in the presence of God. In his presence is fullness. Without his presence is partiality. I don't want a partiality prayer. I want a presence of God prayer. Jonah acknowledged God's mercy. That's why he sailed the wrong way. Paul acknowledged God's calling that's why he says I am fixated on it Rahab acknowledged God's victory Satan stopped acknowledging God and literally got thrown out of heaven itself The first law and spiritual law of worship is acknowledgment We're going to sing the song The Waymaker and it goes in, in a, a space where, if, I don't know if you catch the words, but it's meant for you to understand that he is your way maker. And this morning, my wife and I are going, you know, honey, I says, in, in praying, because we have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And as many years as I've been seeking God and serving God, it can still be a bit on the confusing end. Where and what directive do I go? And God this morning gave me the coolest thought. And I'm just gonna share it with you how it came. He says, well, God is who we worship, okay? Jesus is who we serve. And the Holy Spirit is who we invite. I'll say it again. God is who we worship jesus is who we serve and the holy spirit is who we invite in our life so if every day your prayer was god i worship you i struggle connecting i got this human brain that just gets all in the way but god i want to know you jesus i want to serve i love you I recognize to, to the capacity I have the payment you paid for my sins. And I, I, I am so sorry for my sins. I'm so sorry for my wayward ways. The way I treat my wife, my staff. I'm so sorry, God, for just even the thoughts that I can be in and have to, you have to literally sort through. My worship should be so beautiful and pure, but at its best, God, it's partial. And I give it to you nonetheless, because you're worthy of it. And Holy Spirit, all of what I've just said is just gonna be messy without your lead. Holy Spirit, lead my life. Fill me. Fill me so I can be the husband. I can be the pastor that you want me to be, the father, the grandfather that you want me to be. I need you, Holy Spirit. I will totally do a Ron thing and not a God thing without you. I don't want to do a Ron moment. I want you to fill my life so that my worship is full, so that my serving is powerful. God, I pray, Holy Spirit, I surrender to you. I recognize, guys, gals, I recognize the fallacy. The longer I get the closer I get to God, the weaker I feel in His presence. But it's pure. And you know, the Bible says, the pure in heart will see God. You know, all I want is that. I just want to see God in my marriage. I want to see God in this church. I want to see God in my finances. I want to see God in my friendships. I want to see God in my business. I want to see God in every relationship I intersect. This morning I saw a lady broke down on the way here, and I thought of Jonathan's Good Samaritan message turned around, and, and right away, you know what's so hard is that, that this woman's gonna think I'm a predator driving around, you know, and so I, I said, God, give me, Holy Spirit, give me wisdom. So I, you know, the, the Holy Spirit, so I, instead of getting out of my car, which would have been me trying to be the rescuer, I drove my car right up next to her, rolled my window down. Are you okay? Do you need help? I thought, you know, I'm not out of my, I mean, see, 10 years ago, I could have been that knight in shining armor, which I wanted to be. But because we live in such a crazy time, I need the Holy Spirit to speak to me so I don't do it the way I used to do it. I do it the way God would have me do it today. I need the Holy Spirit to show love. You need the Holy Spirit. And some of you are loving your spouses the way you did 20 years ago. Are you tell me the Holy Spirit ain't got something new? Or some of you loving your kids? Acknowledge God and He will lead you in your path. He will lead your marriage, He will lead you into relationships, and then you can brag about God. I have so much I could brag about God but I have some areas I can just go, well, there goes Ron again. Father, help us to hear, to heed. Help us to be sensitive. Holy Spirit, you're in this house right now longing to be invited into our hearts. We invite you into this worship set. We invite you into our hearts. In fact, church family, I want you to pray this prayer with me right now. All of you say, Father God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. And I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and that I am saved through the cross of Jesus. I receive His love I receive His forgiveness. In Jesus' name, I am all His. I want you just to be quiet just for a moment. Some of you in this room right now are crying out for God to show up in your marriage. And you have more disappointments than you have hope. And God would say, get in my presence. Get in my presence. Don't be thinking about your spouse right now. Don't be thinking about the changes that need to happen right now. Get in my presence and I will give a fullness inside. And in that fullness, in that fullness, I will give all what you need. Some of you are struggling with parenting losses some of you are struggling in your in your workplace again acknowledge god pastor ron's gonna acknowledge god in his sleep find a place wherever your struggle is let me just tell you something. God didn't put you on the planet Earth so that you would struggle. God put you on planet Earth that you'd find victory in that struggle and that you'd share it with the world around you. Because the world is looking, is there truly a God today? Is there truly a Savior today? Is there truly a hope that we can really rely on today? In His presence is fullness of joy. Let's stand up. and We're gonna worship our God in this... He is our waymaker. If you liked this message, we want you to share it. Subscribe to more podcasts through mylifechangechurch.tv. Get involved. Ask for prayer. Share your story. Go to mylifechangechurch.tv. I'm Karma Adams, producer. We'll see you next week.